Welcome back to Real Facts, Bro Facts. I'm Brandon. I'm Isaac. We are Brozac. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, more comic book related stuff, actually. We're going to be talking about people who associate the comic book universe and the cinematic universe, and they get angry when there's differences between the two universes. And we're also going to talk, uh, do an endgame review because. You know, as you guys should know by now, Avengers Endgame came out like a week, two weeks ago, and Marvel listed, lifted the spoiler ban this past Monday. So basically, yeah. if you haven't seen Endgame yet, this is kind of it's kind of your fault at that point. Yeah, that's kind of why we waited another week too, was just to give people an extra chance to watch it before they actually listen to what we had to say. Yeah. So. Let's start with uh, the easier one, just so that, you know, if you haven't seen Endgame for some reason, you can at least still listen to this part of the podcast. So, separating the comic book universe from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or just any cinematic universe for that matter, but we're mostly focusing on Marvel here, because that's what most people compare it to. Um, So this typically happens a lot when people are like, Oh, yeah, I watched Age of Ultron, and it was nothing like how it happened in the comics, and, like, so-and-so wasn't supposed to die, or blah, 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 and this is so so stupid, it's nothing like the comics. Especially with Civil War, that's the one that gets the most yeah. uh, non-comic book-related hate. Mm-hmm. Even Infinity War has gotten a lot of non-comic book-related hate, because, mm-hmm. you know, it follows a slightly different, like, Which is dumb, reasoning. because, like, the directors specifically state their purpose for Infinity War. Right. Um, yeah, so basically, you know, we just want to address this topic and, like, get the message out there that there's supposed to be different universes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they, I don't know exactly how to word like, it's, um, it's a comic book movie, but it's not a movie of the comic book itself. Right, like, the comics are source material because there's a whole bunch of different volumes, and they just pull certain things from certain volumes from certain comics. And, and make that into the cinematic universe. Like, that's why it's called the cinematic universe, because it's a new universe for the movies that it's like, because, you know, we're right. not going to just remake, straight up remake um, a comic into a movie. Yeah, because that'd be kind of lame. You know, it's like, if you want, uh, if you want the story to end out exactly how it did in the comics, go read the fucking comic book and let people mm-hmm. who enjoy the movie enjoy the movie. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, like, even then, like, the problem with, you know, comics and cinematic universes is that even the comics have, like, several different multiverses and all sorts of different timelines for, like, the same characters and, like, you know, constantly, like, really recreating and telling different versions of their story. So even, even then, you can't be like, oh, it's nothing like the comic books because it's, like, which fucking comic book, you know? Mm-hmm. Are you talking about the Spider-Man 2099 universe or the Spider-Man 1999 universe? Like, And then there's different ones within each one. Yeah. It's like there's some volumes where Venom start like, they have different origin stories for Venom. Mm-hmm. Where, it started, where it's more like the movie or there's ones where it's, like, it's like totally different. Right. Yeah, like, when they, when they made the Venom movie, everyone was like, oh, I wonder how they're going to do it without Spider-Man because, like, they need Spider-Man to do it. And it's like, no, they don't. Yeah. I'm sure and, they could find another way to do it without Spider-Man, you know? Yeah, like, they follow the lethal, protect, lethal protector one for, like, their main reference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I usually just, I get, like, really frustrated, you know, just when people are like, oh, this movie was nothing like the comic books, it sucks, and it's like, boy, I'm not here to watch a fucking comic book, I'm here to watch how the 
directors adapted the comic book story into a movie, mm-hmm. you know? Because, like, that's the other thing, is that, like, it's kind of watching other people's creative takes on these stories, you know? Um, it's like when people remake movies in Hollywood cinema, you know? Where it's like, oh, the new movie was nothing like the original. It's like, okay, maybe that was the point. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. it might not always be good. Well, just because it's a new one right? doesn't mean it's a remake, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they can take, like, the same story or same concept of the story and tell a completely, like, new and different story. But... Like, Kong Skull Island, for example. Uh-huh. That's completely new totally different design in all parts to fit the MonsterVerse. It's not like they're trying to remake the, the one with Jack Black in it or anything, because, yeah, it's a whole new story for a whole new purpose. Right. So, yeah, essentially, it's like, you know, there's a difference between um, every cinematic universe and every um, comic book universe. And like, like we said, there's multiple different comic universes, there's even multiverses within, like, one selected timeline, um, and even now, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the Far From Home trailer, the newest Spider-Man Far From Home trailer, mm-hmm. but they literally name drop straight up, they're just like, oh yeah, by the way, there's, uh, multiple universes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so, like, I really do kind of like that the movies are gonna start delving into separate timelines and multiple universes and stuff like that now because I think they can put some interesting takes on it plus it opens up the possibility to not only uh, tell like character stories you know like we can have like a, a movie from the universe where like Bucky never became the Winter Soldier and stuff like that and we can just do stuff like that where like oh, we can have a lot of fun with it yeah you can have a lot of fun and you can explore all sorts of different ideas and things and if people are like oh what that doesn't make sense and it's like oh well actually it does because it's in a different universe mm-hmm. than the one that we're used to but again and people are like oh but they can't just have a multiverse like that it's like why not why can't they it's their universe mm-hmm. know. they can do whatever the hell they damn well please <laughs> oh it just doesn't make sense within the movies and the films that they're suddenly bringing in multiple timelines and breaking timelines and universes and stuff, and it's like, maybe it doesn't make sense to you, but, like, here's the thing about Marvel and Disney, especially, like, Disney thinks things through, like, ten years ahead, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they pro- like, they have a lineup of all the movies that they're planning to make and release within the next... 10 to 20 years, no doubt, and they probably have, like, huge storyboards lined up and everything already figured out, and they already know everything that's gonna happen. And, so yeah, it's like, Marvel definitely does that, too, like, they probably weren't planning to have it this big of a scale when they first made the first Iron Man, but definitely by the time they started doing, like, the Avengers movie, and movies after the Avengers... They definitely had, like, this huge, long timeline in mind with big plans for all sorts of different characters and different movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they've been teasing Thanos since the first Avengers end credit scene. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's like, we always knew this was coming. So, 
yeah, Marvel and Disney knows stuff, and they know that things are coming more than anyone else knows, probably. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We could sit here and theorize all day, and we could take uh, the wildest cracks at all of our guesses about, oh, maybe this will happen in this movie, and this is why this character is acting like this now, and... I don't know. You can theorize the live long day, but in the, but at the end of the day, like I said, it's up to Disney to show us how that storyboard plays out. Mm-hmm. And you also have the potential to combine universes, like bringing the Fantastic Four, and um, like Venom could could exist in the same universe as MCU now, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And just because they exist in the same universe doesn't necessarily mean they have to do a cross movie, right? Because um. I read something yesterday, actually, where they were, like, it was talking about, like, the whole, like, MCU bringing up multiverse and stuff now, and then some dude was like, I really don't want Venom to exist in the same universe, and it's like, why, if he's not going to be doing anything? Like, if, if he just simply exists in the same universe, be like, oh yeah, Venom's part of the MCU now, but yeah. it doesn't mean we're going to, like, put him with the Avengers, like, then what's your problem? Right. Yeah, it's kind of like, for movies, like, uh... Like Thor, um, for example, you know, it takes place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but the majority of, like, the actual storyline takes place in some random-ass town without any of the other Avengers and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's how, like, each solo movie kind of should be, you know? One of the things I didn't like about uh, Captain America Civil War is how it was a Captain America movie instead of just an Avengers movie because honestly it was basically the Avengers just without Thor and Banner there so it's like you know why would you call it the Captain America movie when it's really focusing on everyone's different storyline all at the same time well to me like it was a way to introduce the new characters like Black Panther and Spider-Man but um it is Captain America's main arc which you know Helping Bucky out and and um, what causes the Avengers to split? It's not like because an Avengers movie, the point of them is to like save the planet rather than fight with each other. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like the, the, the unless you're in a universe where the Avengers hate each other, <laughs> <laughs> but that's a different story. <laughs> but that's just a theory. <laughs> but like it, it covers like the main plot of it is Captain America's arc. And then we already do have all these characters, so it's kind of hard to, like, for Captain America to live out his life, especially with Bucky and how chaotic that was without bringing everybody else in. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I just think it's stupid when people are like, oh, they're doing Civil War, but, like, it's nothing like the Civil War comic. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, so. Yeah, it's like Punisher was in Civil War. There is different characters like everything was basically different from mm-hmm. the comic and it's not supposed to be a remake of the comic it's just it's, it's a new just, take on it yeah it's, it's like yeah like you know, like you said taking the same story and putting your own creative flip on it and you if know that's the case making the story to work within your cinematic universe right because if that's the case they would have done the first Iron Man differently in many ways and like just mm-hmm. everything since the MCU began, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they very obviously do draw from the comics and, like, 
sometimes even straight up take scenes right out of the books. Mm-hmm. Like the Spider-Man scene where he lifts up the fallen building. That's right out of one of the Spider-Man issues. Um, and it's like one of the most powerful moments in like his, like that Spider-Man's timeline is like that whole moment. And just how it was like super powerful for Tom Holland's Spider-Man in this right. universe. Like, or like the whole um, in Civil War when Iron Man punched Cap Shield and all that. like. Right, but that doesn't uh, that doesn't mean that our Tony Stark is the same exact Tony Stark from Earth six one six in the comics right. and blah blah blah. You know. So yeah, um, there's a lot of possibilities, a lot of things that you can do with within universes, but uh, I think it's important when people don't like, or I guess when people keep the two universes separated, you know? Because, like, I understand, you know, being, like, a big Marvel fanboy and wanting the movie to play out exactly how it did in the comics, but... But it also just gives you more appreciation for characters like Thanos. Mm -hmm. Thanos had a couple different origin stories, and, like, one was just, like, he just straight up did it just, you know, to be with death. Yeah. And then there have been other ones where it's a little more like this, where, you know, he wanted to like cleanse the universe kind of thing very similar but it's like if you use that whole oh yeah I just want to kill everything to be with death then that just makes him a terrible like a bad character like not like he's right. the villain but he has, like he's just a shitty character yeah he has no arc he has no like power you right know, like, but then with this Thanos you're like oh dang that's some good points <laughs> oh you know what if you do the math you're right like, when the villain is making his speech but he's low-key making a lot of sense yeah <laughs> and it's like this way we could appreciate characters more, because otherwise if we fall in straight up certain comics, then it would be bland characters, and Plus, there's it's no, going to be fun to watch. There's no excitement in knowing what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if it's exactly how the comics play out, then, like, why would I even watch the movie? Because I already know how it's going to happen, I already know everyone's going to die. And Especially since it is comics, like, you do have the pictures with you right there. Like, I understand if it comes to, like, Lord of the Rings or something, you're like, man, I really want to see this play out, like actual like you know mm-hmm. but it's like but with the comics you're basically watching it play out as you read it so you know it's not like exactly you need a movie right that's why comic books are known as graphic novels mm-hmm. so anyway here's Wonderwall uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's pretty much all I really have to say about that yeah that's really it on to the endgame breakdown yeah, um, going back to the whole, like, Thanos is one of the best villains that we've seen so far, in any movie, in my opinion, not just, like, in Marvel films, right, but just I agree. in pretty much, like, any movie really ever made, you know? Like, you always have the classic cheesy, like, bad guy where he's more there to just be, like, the opposite of the good guy, mm-hmm. and, oh, I'm gonna kill everybody, and blah, 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 but, like... I don't know. In a way, Thanos almost seems more human than, like, some people that I do know, like, in real life. Right. And that's crazy, you know, like, when when the villain, when I like a villain more than I like some of the actual main characters, like, Marvel's really out here fucking with my emotions. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you have to think, take in Thanos is, you know, what he's doing, and... Like, if you think about it, it actually works. It's been, like, proven for the most part. And, um, 
and yeah, he's just, you know, an overall good character. Yeah. Um, Endgame as a movie, really good. Um, just incredible, absolutely, like, breathtaking. I think it blows Infinity War just completely out of the water. I mean, even the box office numbers show that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, it's so good. Uh, you know, we already saw it twice, like, two or three times. And, uh, honestly, like, I still, like, get tears, like, when I watch some of the certain scenes in it. Just because, like, it's such a powerful, um, emotional movie. It's, like, a non-stop three-hour roller coaster Mm -hmm. of pure emotion where, like, you start in, and, like, literally from, like, the first scene, we start on Hawkeye's farm, um... And, like, just right there from the first scene, we're like, oh, this is nice. You know, he's hanging out with his family and stuff, but then, mm-hmm. and they're gone. And you're just like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, you, was, you already know some shit's about to go down hardcore. It was three hours of simultaneous sadness, comedy, and action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing that I really appreciated, is that even though it didn't feel as funny as, like, most Marvel movies are, you know? Like, where they focus on, like, hella comedy and, like, being super witty and stuff... It still had really good jokes and quips in there, but it still also kept it real at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was crying through most of it like the first time I watched it, just because it's it was really um, intense. But you still get these nice breaks, like five, ten minute breaks within the movie, where it's like, all right, we just showed you some really sad shit. We're gonna show you this thing real quick, and then go back to the sad shit. So it's like you get this break to like kind of fully understand all the story, and I think that the screenwriters did a good job of balancing out all of the different characters, like, arcs and stuff, you know, like, how everything kind of comes full circle for everybody. Mm -hmm. One thing I want to get into real quick, like, a mini rant, is, like, reality and spoilers, because um, somebody, like, I think yesterday even, they were like, oh, yeah, it's just a movie, that's why I didn't cry, because I know it's fake, you know, F this, whatever, blah, 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 and it's like, yeah, it's a movie, that doesn't mean it's not sad stuff happening. And, like, uh, doesn't mean you can't be invested in this movie and, like, you know, be like, oh, man, you know, just make it real for a minute. And then to be, like, to oppose that, that doesn't mean to live for movies of any kind, whether it's, you know, superhero movies or whatever, because then, like, if that's your life, then your life is honestly kind of boring. And, like, like, the people with spoilers, people are, like, well, first of all, I see two ways. Like, don't be the jerk who spoils the movie. Like, come on, people have been waiting for this. People are major fans. Let's just let them enjoy it for the first time. Mm-hmm. And, and like we said, s- like, wait for the spoiler ban to be lifted and stuff. Yeah, and at the same time, don't be that guy who dedicates his life to specifically movies because then your life just becomes pretty meaningless, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, so what? You dedicated this to, and then it's spoiled. Right. And then what do you have left to live with? Like, yeah. And then, People take it way too serious too. It's like, oh man, it was spoiled, and then like they beat up some dude in the theater, or uh, or like some teachers would like were threatening to like fail kids, and like it's like, guys, it's a movie. Like I'm it's, like yeah, like, like I'm it's really just hyped for this too, but I'm not gonna like. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. Like I got the ending spoiled for me like a day or two before I went and saw it, and I was pretty salty. But I didn't like kick anyone's ass because of it. And if anything, it should make it well for me. Seeing spoilers made it made me more hyped for it because I because now you want to see like how we get there yeah I want to see it play out like when uh when Infinity War came out like you know I already knew Thanos is stronger than Hulk but um, I wanted but I read like the first 15 minute breakdown 
and then and it's only like, oh yeah, you know, uh, Thanos just easily puts down Hulk, and then this and this happens, and I was like, dang, okay, I know this is all spoilers, but I can't wait to see this play out, I'm just even more excited now, and mm-hmm. same with this movie, I was like, yeah, Captain America wields Mjolnir, and then this happens, and this happens, um, Tony Stark has the gauntlet, and I'm like, oh man, like, I yeah. can't wait to see this play out, like, I mean, like I said, like, you know, going back to the whole, um, like, comic book separating the universe thing, it's part of that, like, whole excitement of not knowing what's about to happen to your characters Mm -hmm. that makes seeing movies, especially blockbusters like this, so much better. Um, Yeah, because you can, like, even if you know, like, how it ends, like, again, like, we've said it a bunch of times, big spoiler alert, but, you know, if you haven't watched the movie at this point, it's your fault for being this far deep into our review but yeah like I knew like that Tony Stark was gonna snap his fingers and like Mm -hmm. Thanos dies because of that but like I had no fucking clue how he did it like how they got the stones or anything like that so like I still had to watch like the whole movie to figure it out right and like it was still just as powerful when it happened like yeah like I knew um you know Black Widow was gonna die but I did like for the soul stone but like when, when you watch it happen you're like oh I just thought like it was going to be a simple sacrifice, but then her and Clint are, like, fighting over who's going to die for, like, five minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest, that one really had me on, like, my toes the whole time. I was like, oh, fuck, who's going who's gonna to do it? Who's going to jump? And see, like, that's the thing, too. Like, even though I knew for a fact she was going to die during that time, it just didn't seem like it in the moment because it was so back and forth and, like, it, you know, they both could have died simultaneously. Oh, <laughs> best endgame spoiler ever, uh, Hulk dabs. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty much all you really need to know about the movie. Hulk dabs. He just does it with his arms, though. It's just funny. He just puts his arms up and says, dab. Yeah, he says, dab. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> One thing I didn't like, though, was um, that we talked about was the, the whole grieving process of the world. Like, oh. Because like I understand, uh, you know, like when the movie first starts, it's like three days after this map happens and all this and that mm-hmm. and I get it like even for like the next year or two but then literally the next scene after um, Iron Man gets back to Earth and everything it cuts to five years in the future right and so this ca- movie takes place in the year 2023 right which is kind of far away for us but yeah and uh, and then, like the camera pans on like New York and it's all dark and like it's all foggy and there's like boats moored everywhere right. on Liberty Island and like everything's just shut down and not really working well mm-hmm. and it's like like again I'm not like I get death is sad and all that and like you know like don't get over it like right away because you know right it's like one of those moments where you would definitely call it out for way too heavy of scene of imagery you know mm-hmm. where it's like yeah everything's sad but like this is still five years later so like you'd think in five years like yeah half of all people are gone but there's there's a time to like move on and keep living your life. Yeah, because like Thanos' death is inevitable, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's like people are gonna die at some point in your life, whether you're ready or not. And there's not really anything you can do about it besides grieve about it. But you sh- shouldn't do that for too long because then that's just destructive. And mm-hmm. and uh, like that's the point of like what I'm getting at here. It's it's five years later, but people are acting like it just happened. They're like dang, everyone's gone now, and it's like, it's literally been five years, like, I get missing them, but dwelling on the fact that, like, 
the snap and everything. Like, yeah, I mean, like, and for someone like Scott Lang, you know, he had no fucking clue what happened. Like, mm-hmm. he just freshly got out of the machine thanks to a rat. By the way, let's let's all point out the fact that a rat saved the universe. Yeah, but yeah, like he was fresh out and he had no or clue what the hell was going on. Saved. Yeah, because. Well, it it was like the catalyst that led to a chain of events, letting the universe get saved. Well, because it would, it would happen sooner or later, you know. Um, anyway, yeah. So he's like fresh out. Everyone's gone, and like the whole world is acting cryptic, and he has no clue what's going on. So he tries like finding people and asking around, and like he's like, "Hey, what the hell happened here?" And they just like give him like these cold stares and like don't answer him and like. It's super cryptic and weird where it's mm-hmm. like, you'd think after five years someone would be like, oh yeah, we don't know how or why, but half of all people just suddenly died, disappeared. Yeah, and it's like, you would have think that, like... It's really not that hard to explain. Since it is five years, you would have assumed that there would have at least been a cleanup process. Like, you see the neighborhoods, the vines and stuff are growing all over telephone poles, like, the New York shop boats and everything are just still everywhere on the piers and everything, and it's just like... Yeah, and people are acting like it happened, like, last year at, like, most or something, and then, um... Right, I mean, like, they even had, like, that big-ass, like, memorial area with, like, the names of all the people that were lost to the snap, mm-hmm. but, like, even then, you know, it's kind of, like, one of those things where it's, you know, it's pretty cool that they have a little monument for people like that, so it's like, oh, damn, I lost my best friend, oh, but here's his name on this plaque, you know, like, so you can always, like, visit and remember, but that's... It's kind of like when you go to, like, those World War II memorial sites, you know? Even, like, as a World War II veteran, you know, like, people would go and, like, you know, they might cry and, like, reminisce about their friends, but they didn't, like, live the rest of their life all sad, like, oh, damn, my friend fucking died. I guess there's no no point for me to be here anymore. And it's like, what? That's not how that works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, uh... And the reason I, like, said saved was because, like, technically the universe was saved, but technically it wasn't. Because Thanos did bring balance to the universe, and uh, and if anything, like even uh, first of all, someone like Bruce Banner should have done the math and been like, oh yeah, you know what, this may be tragic, but hey, it's gonna benefit mm-hmm. everybody who's still alive, and uh, even Captain America, like five minutes into the or 10, 15 minutes into the movie, after it does like the New York shot and everything, he's talking to Black Widow and he's all like. Oh yeah, you know, I saw whales and blah blah blah, um, cleaner waters, and he's just trying to be optimistic to cheer up Black Widow, but at the same time it's like, yeah, exactly, there's cleaner waters, there's less pollution, there's more, uh, you know... Yeah, like, it's, it's all good like, for the environment. Everybody, well, who, like, the people who are thriving, like, animals and stuff, you know, they're thriving, and people should, would be too if they weren't mourning right. people, like if, it, like if they just died, right? Mm-hmm. Um, can we also talk about the fact that the Avengers literally stormed Thanos' house while he's just chilling, making breakfast? Like, yeah, I've seen memes about it everywhere, but in reality, like, poor dude, he got yeah. so fucked up, like, he was just chilling there, you know, all half burned up and shit, just trying to live on his farm, just living a happy life finally, because he did what he needed to do, and now he's just bullying, he's got a fucking retirement plan and everything, and then the Avengers are like, nice place, nigga, and walk on in and fucking decapitate him, like, damn, y'all yeah. really just did that, for no reason, like, y'all really assaulted my man, so they didn't even give him a chance. Yeah, like, that's the whole thing, like, it really, a lot of our points tie back in with, like, the whole, like, it's been five years, get over it, because it's like, Thor especially, Thor, 
was like the most depressed dude in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, even after he which did, doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. On one hand, he feels like he had failed his task of killing Thanos the first time, but then like he still ended up killing Thanos later. So, who cares? You know. Right. And then, um, yeah, but it was pretty. I think it was pretty messed up that they just sort of jumped Thanos. Like he's just chilling, making breakfast. He's our like he's the uh, Infinity Gauntlet again to like destroy the stones. But this time, like the gauntlets even like melted to his like skin, yeah. so he can't even take it off. And then mm-hmm. he has to live with that, and he's just you know almost dead. And then they just come in straight up, cut off his arm, and choke him out for a minute. And, and then when they find out that they can't do shit because there are no stones, they're just like, all right, yeet. Yeah. And it's like, see, well, what are they going to do there? No, yeah, the no stones. Does, that doesn't accomplish anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you found, there's no stones, you can't do anything about it. What's the point of killing some dude? He's just trying to be happy, live in solitude, a farmer. Mm-hmm. And then five years later, here we are, like, and it's kind of weird how, like, they're still, like, doing plans of, like, searching for lost people and, like, I mean, at least, like, Captain Marvel and, like, the uh, the Guardians, or at least Nebula and Rocket, are, like, out in space, like, helping out other planets with their recoveries, too. Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't seem like Earth is making very well of a recovery. Yeah. Like, the only one I really support, uh, besides Thanos, in this movie, was uh, Clint, Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Because, like, like, I understand, like, his grieving takes a little longer, too. But also right. just agree with what he's doing because yeah, I mean like his his um, reasoning has like a little more sense, a little more weight behind it. Yeah, like literally his whole ass family, like all he was living for, just straight up disappeared like right in front of him, and he was like, oh fuck. Yeah. So he was like, you know what? Fuck this! I'll never forgive the Japanese. <laughs> but like, and he goes and kills everyone else. I hate the whole like, oh, he's turned into a monster thing. No, he hasn't. He's killing people who are still doing bad shit after half the universe mm-hmm. was wiped out. And it's like, and again, like you said, like the grieving process is different for everyone. This is just Hawkeye's grieving process, I guess. Right, he didn't just go. Which may not be super healthy for him, but we didn't go straight up killing whoever. He's like taking down the mafia mm-hmm. on his own, basically. And it's like, why aren't you supporting this Black Widow? And like, she's like tearing up. She's like, no, that can't be Clint. It's like, she's. It's like you guys would do the same thing. Yeah, like he's taking out bad guys, who like. Come on, like, yeah, um, but that that's just a, like a really small part of the movie. All yeah. that we talked about, um, you know, I really don't want to talk about too much of it, just to kind of keep it like within that secrecy. But it's just it's it's a really good movie. There's a lot of moving, impactful um, uh, scenes and just like story arcs and really good surprising moments that you didn't really think you'd see within a movie like this. Uh, so yeah, I'd definitely give it like a solid nine and a half out of ten because it's it's that good, but it still has its flaws as every movie does, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and even rewatching it, like watching it over and over, you can spot like those flaws more and more. Right. Like in the end, no matter who's reviewing the movie, including us, it doesn't really matter because no movie is technically good or bad for the most part. Like, cause it's all about like whoever sees it and how they feel about it. Like. You know, us, we could be like, oh yeah, Avengers, but then someone could be like, yeah, who cares? I watched it, I didn't really care for it, and they're not a fan. That doesn't mean it's 
exactly it is a good or bad movie. Like, to us, it's a great movie. To some people, it's just a movie. Like Right. I like, mean, like, objectively, in my opinion, I think objectively it's a good movie anyway. Just of, like... And that comes more with, like, the storytelling aspect of how well can it tell a story, mm-hmm. you know? And that, I think that's what really makes a good movie, is, like, the storytelling. Yeah, like, objectively, I think it's a good movie, too, because it's been... 11 years of storytelling and this is a conclusion right like so many people like literally grown up with these characters like you know we're both 18 now so iron man came out when we were like seven or eight eight. so yeah um it was pretty good um that's you know i got nothing to say oh real quick i just want to talk about like like people in a way to have no place in reviewing movies to a degree because I watch like I love Ben Shapiro and I think uh, his like political topics and what his viewpoints are like great and like the way he debates but then I watched his review on the movie and I really didn't like his review because he was talking about like because for him he's not exactly like a Marvel fan like us and understands things and it's like if you're going to review a movie you should know at least know what you're talking about and research it because like the whole Thanos thing like Thanos really held his own um, in this movie without any stones for, for the majority. Mm. Um, he was just, you know, he held his own against Captain Marvel for the most part without the stones um, until, like, the last hit he took on her. And just all the other Avengers who came at him, even uh, Thor and Captain America and Iron Man, and they had Stormbreaker and Mjolnir. And people were like, how, how, what, how did he hold his own and how is he so strong with all the stones? And it's like, like, because, like, naturally he's just, like, one of the strongest people in the universe. Yeah, it's like, well, if you actually do your research and, and listen to the, what the directors have to say about him, he was being merciful in Infinity War. He doesn't exactly like killing and he doesn't take it personally. It's just how he feels about his mission to cleanse the universe. But then now, he sees how ungrateful they were for what he did. And it just made him angry that they were trying to undo everything and kill him in the process. Yeah. That he just, just said, you know, fuck it, I'm not holding back. I'm he going said, all out. oh, on jaw? Yeah. And it's just like, people really need to understand things before, like, they just judge him. And, yeah. Alright. Well, anyway, thank you for tuning in this week. Uh, tune in next week when we highlight the strategy to make a good argument to make an actual good um you know basically do what we do but even better if you can for for now i'm brandon i'm isaac and this was real facts bro facts